Lights, camera, action. What's up, everybody? It's Noah Alvarez with the Podfathers podcast, and happy holidays to you all. Merry Christmas, and wishing you all a happy new year as well. On the last podcast, I mentioned that we were going to have an end of the year movie review where we talk about some of our favorite movies in 2018, and that's what I did with Alex Delgado. Alex Delgado is a good friend of mine since high school, and he actually inspired me to buy an AMC A-list pass, and so I've been going to the AMC theaters a lot, watching a lot of movies that I normally wouldn't watch. I'm not a huge movie junkie, but having the movie pass, it's really worth it. It's 20 bucks. You're allowed to see three movies a week, so definitely not advertising for AMC, but if you are you know, in the market of watching a lot of movies, highly recommend it. It's definitely worth your deal, and you get a lot of points with the membership. You can upgrade to different popcorns, drinks, when you have birthdays, there's a lot of specials, yada, 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 yada. Anyways, as always, we are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud.com, so be sure to like, subscribe, follow us, or leave us a review. Again, 2018 was a very special year for us. We started in 2018, and we've grown already so much, the Podfathers podcast. I remember around this time last year, it was just kind of a mere thought. You know, I had been about six months out of graduated out of college. I saw a lot of friends and other people in the industry starting podcasts, and that's a huge new thing. So I kind of put it into action, and little by little, it grew a lot. I was able to expand outside of just Jacob Fanshawe. We're able to talk on things other than just sports. We have movie podcasts now. We have, we're talking about society, fraternity culture. We are talking about the best hip hop of 2018. We're going to have some other dope podcasts that I have already pre-recorded. Going to be ready to share for you guys in 2019. So this podcast has grown a lot. I appreciate all the listeners. Like I said in the previous podcast, whether you're just listening for the first time or you're a longtime listener since day one, I appreciate you. Depending on when you're listening to this, it's either the beginning of 2019 or the end of 2018, and so typical that we like to go over a review of what happened this past year, and we have a few podcasts on deck for you on the Podfathers podcast. Shout out to J. Cole, Kanye West, to Mac Miller, to YG, DDE, Dreamville for producing a lot of great music and putting out a lot of great hip-hop for us hip-hop heads to enjoy. We talk about that on the Best Hip-Hop of 2018 podcast that I have Vince Correa, JJ, and Jesus hop on. We talk about that on the podcast with Jacob Fanshawe, Best Sports Moments of 2018. Shout out to all the underdogs. Shout out to UMBC. Shout out to Sister Jean and University of Loyola Chicago. Shout out to Croatia and Luka Modric. Shout out to Chucky Lozano and the Mexican national soccer team. Shout out to the Oakland A's. Shout out to the Philadelphia Eagles and Nick Foles. And shout out to all the underdogs that we talk about in the podcast that I had with Jacob Fanshawe covering the best sports moments of 2018. Check that out when you get the chance to. Without further ado, though, here's the best movies of 2018, a conversation with Alex Delgado. So one of the best investments I had in probably 2018 was buying a movie pass, an AMC movie pass. That was something that you kind of inspired me to get. And I'm I really like happy that I did end up buying that because I saw a lot of movies that I probably normally wouldn't see and at a great cost because it's really worth it if anyone's looking to get a, a movie pass. I highly recommend AMCs. But we saw a lot of movies together, not only like with each other, but by ourselves. So I thought it would be kind of cool to go over the end of the year you know, it's end of the year, kind of talk about the best movies we had in 2018, or our favorite movies in just different categories. And I think the first category we should start out is with most disappointing. What were some of the most disappointing movies that you saw this year? 
I'm gonna let you finish, but you keep saying Movie Pass, and that hurts me because Movie Pass is a company I don't even like. A list stubs membership. Mm, okay. But yes, I love it. Uh, <laughs> I go to so many movies and make it so worth it. Um, but disappointing movies? I would say. Okay. Creed 2 mm. would be a disappointing one for me. And I'm sorry, a lot of these are going to be ones I haven't even seen yet. So I'm just going to be talking to myself. Um, <laughs> okay. Creed 2, I don't know, I was expecting it to be more. It's always hard to make a good sequel. Yeah. I think that's just the theme in like any category. I, I was kind of looking forward to seeing Creed 2, but. I, I kind of already expected it not to be as good as the first one. I know. Well, they lost it. It wasn't the same director. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool, yeah. But he was off doing... Uh, Black Panther. Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So I, I would have chosen that, too. He upgraded, yeah. yeah. He, he upgraded. Um, but, yeah, Creed 2. I just wanted to be more Creed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's one thing. They're tying it too much to Rocky. I mean, I'm just seeing the commercials. They're fighting, like, fighting Ivan Drago's son. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, kind of... Do something different, you know? Make yeah. it his own storyline. Don't make it exactly like his dad's, I yeah. guess. They're just going to fight, like, Tommy Gunn's son <laughs> next. <laughs> Mr. Like, Tommy T's Pistol. son. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that one was disappointing. And then, ooh, uh, Fantastic Beasts, mm-hmm. Crimes of Grindelwald. I was expecting that to be bad. Or Grindelwald, I guess. It was mm-hmm. really calm during the movie. But it was... it was Worse than you thought. It was a disjointed mess. Oof. The, the trailer was fun. Yeah, I, I I was like, okay, I like Harry Potter, so it has a sweet spot for me mm-hmm. for for like the history and all of that. But it was not very good. And then okay. I kept thinking about Johnny Depp, the entire movie, and I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of wish they would have kept uh, Colin Farrell mm. from the beginning. But yeah, he was just impersonating him. I'm not gonna go off into a summary of the movie, but yeah, like, yeah. I, I just it just wasn't what I wanted to be. It's that's not what, yeah. That's what's tough is like when they make. A movie series and they can't can keep the same actors I mean I remember that's the reason I didn't like the tail end of the Pirates of the Caribbean series because it was just too many different actors changing it was just it was like eh lots of mermaids right lots yeah. of mermaids <laughs> lots of mermaids <laughs> no Orlando Blooms <laughs> no. busy being an elf yeah. Um, yeah that and then the last one for me A Star is Born really you found yeah. that oh. that was disappointing I liked it it's gonna be on another list here but I want it to be more mm-hmm. because the trailer of the movie had me pumped. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just playing that 17-second bit from mm-hmm. the song in the trailer, and that had me jazzed. Yeah. I was ready. Like, he was, like, jumping into the pool. Somebody's getting punched. <laughs> Sam Elliott's old. What if he dies? Yeah. Then uh, she's just singing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was, it, was a, it was a great trailer. I was expecting a lot. Mm-hmm. But then when I watched the movie, I wanted to cry. Yeah. Well, like, no, 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 no. I, I wanted to. Oh, okay. I wanted to want. Yeah, but they didn't make me. Ah. Yeah. So it was like right on the verge. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's towards okay. the end. Yeah. Towards the end. Spoilers. Okay. If you haven't watched these movies, then don't listen to the podcast. No, Just listen to it. End it now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like stop. Right. Get no, out of here. Go watch the movies real quick. Yeah. Legally, get AMC A list. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you, AMC, for that money. And yeah, just watch the movies. But yeah, it just wanted to be more. But mm-hmm. it was good. It was good. Yeah, it hit home, and I'll talk about it a little bit more because we have other lists. But for disappointing, definitely like on the top, probably White Boy Rick. I saw the kind of like with you and the stars born. The commercials kind of seemed like it was going to be a lot of the glamour of him, like you know, doing the things that he was doing, the legal things, and kind of rising up very quickly. They had the Vegas shot, and they had you know him in the jacket and with the high rollers, and it seemed like it was going to be really cool. And, and you know, you had um, Matthew McConaughey as his as a father in that movie 
And it was like a lot of, like that was only 20 minutes of the movie though. Like the rest of the, I don't know, the other hour was just a lot of like the downfall of it. And it was a kind of slow beginning too. I don't know if you've seen it, mm-hmm. but it was just, it was, it was kind of, I don't know. It was, it was really bad. I didn't, I didn't like it. I left, I left leaving like, what the heck? That was boring. You know, the trailer definitely teased it to be a lot better. Okay. Another one for me, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I'm a huge Jurassic World fan. The first Jurassic Parks were, I loved them. The Jurassic World, the first one, I thought it was a good idea. It was a, a little bit kind of similar to Jurassic Park, but they ventured out and did their own thing and made the, you know, the, the pretend dinosaur. But then it just seemed like Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom was kind of rushed. It seemed like they had a deadline and they just kind of rushed to put it together. It kind of moved through very fast to the movie, like it didn't really build anything. So I just, I don't know, I, it just definitely didn't live up to me as like a big Jurassic World fan and dinosaur fan. I mean, I guess they ran out of money. They had, a, mm-hmm. they had the whole end of the movie, like in a hotel, what is it, the mansion? Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing just takes place in a house. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah. It just seemed like, it seemed like everything was rushed. It wasn't like they didn't put their time in and it was just like, they had, like I said, they kind of had to meet a deadline and it was like, oh, you got to you got to get it by now and, or maybe they're already late and so they were just trying to catch up. It made so much money though. It did and I think it's just because there is the big Jurassic Park world slash fan base so I think that always helps. Just kind of like the Star Wars movie, um, Solo. I think we can kind of talk about that. That was both kind of disappointing for us, yeah. but oh, I'm sure it did a lot, really well, because there's huge a lot of Star Wars fans. No, 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 it did really poorly. Oh shit! Yeah, it lost a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> it was expensive. It sucks they for went, them. Yeah, it was sucks for them. They had they went through three directors. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one's like Lord and Miller, and they're from like uh, the Lego Movie. Oh, okay. They produced uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of movies, but this one was just I don't know. It was also, it was very disappointing. Like it lost a lot of money. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last disappointing movie was The Grinch. And we were talking about this right before the show or off air. And I set the bar low for The Grinch because just <laughs> looking at the trailer, I was like, oh, that's not going to be good. Like, it's just not, you know? And after seeing the movie, it was worse than I thought, you know? They didn't even make The Grinch mean. And I thought that was like, that's the whole point of The Grinch. You know, I, I guess it's. You know, they're trying to keep it PG or whatever. I don't I think that was the rating, but it just seemed like it was too nice of a Grinch. And it was just like, man, the old, the Grinch is supposed to be mean. And then it eventually gets nicer at the end. But he was never really mean in that movie. It was just like, oh, well, all right. I think you're being the Grinch about the Grinch. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh... Maybe, but I'm not the only, uh, I saw it with my friend and she was very disappointed with it as well. I heard it was bad. Like, I wasn't even going to watch it. Mm-hmm. And then you used, okay. Yeah, yeah, don't watch it. No, I, w- I, I recommend to. everyone not to watch it. Moving on to our next category, we'll go with biggest surprises, and I'll start this one off. The first movie that comes to mind was Upgrade. That was kind of like a just, it's had a very similar plot to Venom, if you guys have seen Venom out there. It's a lot of sci-fi, It's a, but it's a movie where instead of Venom, you know, being like an alien species, um, in this movie, upgrade. It's a it's a it's a chip that basically gets implanted in this guy who gets crippled in a car accident. Actually, no, he gets he actually gets paralyzed from a, um, a gunshot. So he gets paralyzed, and they put like a little chip into him, and then the chip is like smart enough to kind of talk to him, and then advance. He's able to basically fight people that he would never be able to fight before. He's able to walk again, first of all, and then he's able to do all these things. And eventually, the chip turns out to be evil and. He starts killing a bunch of bad people and or sometimes you don't know if they're bad or good but it's a it's a really interesting movie because I was one where I went with my I had a co-worker who worked at the theaters and they're like hey you want to go see a movie and I was like sure you know I'll work at the theaters I can get in with us for free after work and they're like all right that's that's cool like I'll do that and she's like we'll pick a movie and I was like 
okay, like I just picked that one because it was it worked out time wise. We were getting out at six thirty, so the next one was like at seven, and we watched it. And I had not seen the trailer at all. I just said I'm gonna pick that one. You know, it works out with the time. And that was being a good movie. Like that was cool. I, I like not seeing any trailers because you le- you go into the movie not expecting. You don't have any expectations. That's what's cool. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times, especially now, trailers give away so much of the movie. Oh yeah. So you can't really go. You, you almost have to not watch the trailer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like it when the movie teaser where you don't expect it, it's just good. Yeah. I want to watch the upgrade. I've mm-hmm. heard good things about it. Yes. And I like Venom. It's a lot like Venom, just a little bit more sci-fi. But did I like it enough for it to be in my top ten? <laughs> Stay tuned to find out. And uh, but speaking of the trailers too, I think there was a trailer that I saw the other day when watching another movie we'll talk about later. It was a dog's purpose, I think is the one is, or a dog story. It's it's another dog movie yeah. that's gonna come out next year. It gives the whole plot and yeah. the ending away. You know what I mean? It's there's yeah. to be I my friend said she wanted to see it and I was like, to be honest, like I, I don't I we already saw it right <laughs> there. You know, we saw it in a forty five second version. The dog's dog gets lost, yeah. you know, makes its way back and at the end you see that gets reunited you and know? he meets a cougar yeah and he like meets, a, he a, meets. a poorly designed CGI cougar yeah oh I'm yeah. glad you noticed that it was poorly designed oh, too oh no no yeah it was, it was very bad it was very bad <laughs> um, another disapp- or another surprise we're moving on to the surprises Blind Spotting. that was another movie I saw with you actually earlier in the year before I got the AMC A-list pass that's right and I didn't see a lot of commercials for that either I think I just saw the one trailer that was on the Fandango or whatever the app it was and it was it was really fun. I was a lot. Of, it was a. I liked it too because I'm from. I went to school in Sacramento. I met a lot of people in the Bay Area, and then I got to visit the Bay Area quite a bit because I had some friends over there and would visit them. So it was cool that it took place in Oakland, and I kind of saw some things that I had seen. Like they they touched on the Fox Theater, and I saw a concert there. And so it was cool, like that it was taking place in Oakland, and I just I liked the whole plot of it. You know, he was kind of battling his own thing, but then also battling societal pressures. I was also talking about gentrification in the city of Oakland, and. I'm sure it's you know it happens everywhere from Santa Ana to LA to everywhere, and so it was just cool. I like that. I like that movie. It was a, it was a lot of it was a good surprise for me. Uh, for me, surprising movie. I was gonna say uh, Hereditary. Mm-hmm. I heard good things about it, but what's surprising is that I hated it. Like I, I did not like it. I don't like horror movies as it is. Mm-hmm. I'm a big baby when it comes <laughs> to life, but horror movies specifically. And this one was like a weird psychological horror one. I can kind of muddle through like jump scares and the nun type of bad movies. Oh, the nun was bad mm-hmm. for the record. <laughs> um, but uh, oh, but this one, it made me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And that's the that was the goal. Yeah, that's what it was supposed to do. So it was it was good in that. But I did not like it. I watched it with my girlfriend, and then I no, I didn't. And then months later, I still didn't like it. But I kept thinking about it, and now I'm like, oh yeah, it was a good, it was a good movie. I just kept thinking about it. It makes you think. Yeah. And it really focuses on what happens after somebody dies. Like, right. How the impact on the family, because movies don't really deal on that. They're like, oh, this person got shot, gore, mm-hmm. feel. But it doesn't really give you anything. But this one, it's what they're dealing with. Cause the, the big thing, like the big bad thing that happens, it happens early on. Uh, and then it just goes down from there, and it becomes like a psychological horror movie mm. and then it deals with mental illness and we talk about mental illness enough mm-hmm. and how it is hereditary how it gets passed down the yeah. mental illness and how how people suffer from it how the family has to deal with it oh okay it's just, so it's very real it's very real yeah but they almost uh they attribute the mental illness as like a 
like it's a demon or like a whole thing and then they just yeah so that's it's a interesting movie I would not watch it again but <laughs> I like you that did I, like it I like that I did finally we'll see how I feel in another few months <laughs> and then uh, a simple favor was my second one because I was iffy about it when I was watching the trailers but then something about it just made me want to watch uh, if it's like I don't, I don't know what it was maybe she was gonna start singing mm-hmm. maybe more like pitch perfect I don't know but I saw it and it was a fun time it was a good time. It had a had a fun twist, um, but that was one that I enjoyed. I laughed a few times, and I liked the actors, so it was good. I liked Simple Favor. Nice. So moving on to the next category, favorite performances. And it could be as an actor or just kind of as a movie in, in general. But uh, I'll start off with this one too. And my favorite, probably one of my favorite villain actor villain roles that I've ever seen, probably in, in any hero type movie, was. Michael B. Jordan as Killmonger, because I felt like he was a, a, a bad guy that you can root for, because, you know, he he, t- he stated his cause, and I felt like his cause was kind of relevant to things that were happening in today's society, so you felt like, you you know what I mean, you could feel his pain and what he was wanting to change, um, granted, the way he went about things wasn't the best, but what he, like, his purpose behind what he was doing, it was kind of like, oh, okay, I could I could see why. They could see their side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's they need that in good villains. Because mm-hmm. if you're just like completely opposed to them the entire time, it doesn't really work for it. Mm-hmm. But if you can kind of sympathize or kind of get okay, I get where they're coming from. I still don't agree with it, but I get where they're coming from. Right, and then it makes it a better villain. Kind of like how because it makes you think, like you yeah. said, you don't want to be hating a villain the whole movie. Exactly, kind of like Loki. I think people really liked because mm-hmm. he was something like, ah, oh, I like this guy. Kind of like this guy a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> my parents don't like me either. And then, yeah, but yeah, I get that with the Killmonger. I like him. Another one, John David Washington as Ron Stallworth in Black Klansman. That was based off a true story, and I thought it was cool because. I thought it would be like because it was based off a true story and it was a Spike Lee movie. I thought it'd be a little harder to portray that, but I think he did a very good job as you know portraying the cop that went to go after the KKK. And I thought it was a fun movie, just in the movie as a whole. But I liked the performance of the actor John David Washington. I thought he was really good in that role. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that movie a lot. And then I know you didn't like A Star Is Born. But both Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, I really like the dynamic of them two working together as actors. I think in the beginning of the movie, I thought Bradley Cooper was a better actor, and then towards the end, I thought Lady Gaga was. Um, I just liked their how they played back and forth, though, and kind of like Hereditary, you said it was some very real talk topics. You know, Bradley Cooper's character suffers from alcoholism, and he's battling addiction, and he's trying to recover, and then Lady Gaga's trying to support, her, but she's doing her own thing. You know what I mean? They're kind of while one's you know at his peak, he's starting to fall, and the other one's starting to peak. At the other one's decline. One of them, a star is being born. Exactly, like yeah. the, the title suggests. Yeah. So I thought the dynamic between the two was really cool. And then Green Book, that was a movie I just most recently saw, mm-hmm. or one of the most recently I saw. But Mahershala Ali and Viggo Mortensen, I love the dynamic duo between them two and Green Book. Because it was based on another true story, kind of like Black Klansman. But I just how like they, they interacted with each other. It seemed like very genuine. I felt like they did it in one take. It made you feel like it was done in one take watching it. Because it just seems so natural. Yeah, yeah, I like that one. Yeah, they had very good chemistry. Mm-hmm. It's like a, any like race relations feel good movie mm-hmm. is good. I feel like I like to watch those. Yeah, that was a, that was a good one. For me, how dare you say I didn't like *A Star Is Born*? <laughs> <laughs> it was just disappointing. You're right. <laughs> but I liked it. <laughs> my one of mine is going to be uh, Sam Elliott 
from A Star Is Born. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, Bradley Cooper's brother in there. Mm-hmm. I think his performance is a really, really good performance. Like it's layered. You can, I don't know, you you can get his pain of having to keep watching over his brother, having to look over him mm-hmm. and what he's going through. Because he's been going through it for like for years and right. years longer than Lady longer Gaga. Than Lady Gaga. And then yeah, but the, his performance is really good. Uh, Tony Collette from Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the mother dealing the grief of losing a uh, a daughter as a kid, and then everything she goes through, and then even though it's all like a lot of things are going to be CGI and just reacting and acting, so it's a, her performance is a strong performance, and she better get a nomination <laughs> and Oscars. But I don't know, since it's so early in the year, the Academy is usually yeah, forget, forget about, about the movies unless they came out in the last like couple months. So mm-hmm. that's what sucks. Some love for Tony Collette. And that's a movie that I didn't like. Uh, right. But her performance was still standing out. My last one's going to be uh, Amanda Stenberg in The Hate You Give. Mm. Really liked that movie and I really liked her performance in it. I was just a kid dealing with, uh, again, race relations and everything that comes with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the seeing a friend get shot. Mm. Uh, so it, it was a good movie and I liked her performance in it. Yeah, I really liked that performance in it too. That was another underrated performance. It was really cool, especially too. Like you know, you never know with um, child actors, or and she's like a little bit older than a child, I guess you would say. But still, she's not like a full-grown adult actor, and so sometimes you never know with those. But she played that one really well. Uh, we can jump now next into categories and different genres of movies, and we can kind of just do this like quick fire before we get into like our top movies of twenty eighteen. But um, favorite animated movie? What was your favorite animated movie this year? Uh, well, I'll tell you, it wasn't The Incredibles too. Mm. I wanted that one to be better. That one was my favorite. Really? Yes. Oh, oh, that's... Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... But, okay, so my favorite one is going to be Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Mm, that's I like right. that one. Yeah. That was a fun movie. It was yeah. a good movie. Yeah. I was... didn't know much about it going into the movie, too. Mm-hmm. That was another one where I saw very little commercials, and it was a fun movie. It was mm-hmm. a fun watch. It was different. I like the animation style. It really stood out. Mm-hmm. The movie was funny. had some good moments. It was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was expecting it to be good just because, again, I've listened to a lot of these like podcasts about movies and stuff, but that one was good. I liked it. It was a, it was a good time. I recommend it. Yeah. Incredibles 2, for me, that was my favorite animated movie, and it was just so, so sometimes, like you said, the sequels don't really leave, live up to the hype, and especially with that like 18-year absence, I didn't think it was going to live up to the hype. I thought there was a lot of hype coming into it, because I remember when they first released their first trailer, everyone was like, oh my god, you know, like freaking out about it and I wanted to freak out about it too but I was just like oh, I gotta set the bar kind of low so I don't get disappointed like the Grinch and like the Grinch <laughs> but I set the bar kind of low and I saw it and I think it surpassed the bar I thought it was really well done and the, you know they brought back a lot of the, the characters from Frozone and it was really cool I, I, I it sucks that they took so long to redo the second or to finally make the second one but it was fun that they did I was a fun watch and I enjoyed watching that movie it was a good one okay my problem with that I think was that it was not memorable for me mm-hmm. like, I don't know because I really liked the first one right I, I think a lot of people first one. yeah uh, the family dynamic all of it was good when he thinks he's losing his family that's my mm-hmm. favorite scene in a movie animated movie I don't know I just it was good mm-hmm. it was good I like the family dynamic in this one because it was the dad kind of staying at home trying to raise the kids while the mom goes out to work and do her thing on the side and trying and her thing on the side is important because you know it's like for all superheroes they're trying to get them back involved into the in their universe and trying to get them back involved and out in public and kind of make them public figures again instead of in hiding and stuff like that 
So I thought it was cool. Favorite action movie. I know we talked about this Ooh, off the air. Yeah. Mission Impossible 6. That's weird. Yeah, but 6. <laughs> Mission Impossible 6. Uh, Fallout. That one was a great movie. Anytime that you get to see Tom Cruise run for an extended period of time, <laughs> you're in for a treat. Uh, so that one was that one was a great movie. I liked it. The trailer, that's what really got me. I, I love that trailer. Uh, I think I started bugging. Anybody who went to a movie with me, I would start poking like, hey, hey, it's a Mission Impossible Fallout trailer. It's coming. Uh, the song, <coughs> it became dun, one of my top... Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. It became one of my top songs for the year, too, just because of how often I was playing <coughs> it in relation to that trailer. So a lot of these movies have songs and trailers that make me yeah. get pumped. And this one got me pumped. And then Henry Cavill's, like, cocking his hands, like, guns. Like, well, what ha- what is happening? And he has a mustache, and then mustache gate, the whole controversy Mustache there. gate. Yeah, mustache <laughs> gate. Uh, so th- th- it was it was a good time. It was fun. And I had a movie six movies in mm-hmm. that is better than all the other ones. Yeah, that's, that's tough. It's tough. Really hard to do. Instead, it's hard making a sequel. It's hard making five sequels. Yes, so, and being good. Because being good. We saw what happened in the Fast and Furious series. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're fun. They're fun, they're but fun. at, at like, they're, they're the no last Tokyo one. Drift, though. No, they're not. I love Tokyo Drift. I love Tokyo Drift. Do you really? I do. Oh, no, being sarcastic. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was being sarcastic as well. <clears throat> My favorite action movie was Den of Thieves, and I really liked O'Shea Jackson and Gerard Butler and a lot of the actors in that one. It was cool because it was you see a lot of crime movies and. Sometimes the bad guy gets away with it and whatever, but sometimes, you know, usually like the cops or the, the police force or whoever the good guys are, they get, you know, they usually end up getting the bad guy. And so it was, you know, it felt like that's typical bank robbery movie, but O'Shea ja- Shea Jackson's character, he was very smart. You know I mean? He was able to outsmart the police and he was always like two steps ahead because I felt like Gerard Butler's character, he was always one step ahead of the villain and that's why he was such a good, you know, um, law enforcement person where he can go ahead and catch these guys because he was always one step ahead and he felt like he was ahead of those guys but he was constantly chasing the bad guys now because Shea Jackson's character was so ahead of the game and in the end too you see it you know Shea Jackson was like locked up handcuffed and somehow he was able to get out because he had friends And but he basically planned this whole thing he was the mastermind too I, I like eventually became the mastermind behind that final plan and he was able to you know escape off to Europe and do his own thing away from the United States and away from Gerard Butler's character. So it was a whole fun dynamic. I liked that because it had the whole, like, a little bit of a plot twist to it. And you just, it wasn't a typical, like, crime bank robbery movie. It was it was a lot of fun, I thought. That one was good. You know what? I changed my other list. That's my most surprising movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I expect them to be so bad. Yeah, I, I was did like, too. oh, it's going to be garbage. This is going to lose money. Mm-hmm. And then I saw it, I rented it, and I did not, it was not disappointing. It was a good time, well acted some good action and the ending is fun yeah that was yeah. a good movie I like that movie a lot of good action yeah. as well uh, favorite hero movie there was a lot of them to choose from ooh favorite hero movie which one huh. Venom mm-hmm. Venom was my favorite anti-hero movie I like that one <laughs> it was either gonna be Venom or I don't know maybe Avengers mm-hmm. but it was more of the same so mm-hmm. Venom was different that's what I liked about it very it, different it was yeah. different it was fun the whole movie wasn't great, but the relationship between Eddie Brock and Venom, mm-hmm. that one was fun. Yes. I, I just like seeing Tom Hardy try to act as hard as he can. <laughs> it was just, he was acting that movie. So mm-hmm. yeah, so that, that was a fun one. I, I want them to really lead into the weird. Mm-hmm. That, if that one had been weirder, that would be good. And then the next one with uh, Woody Harrelson, yeah. that one's going to be weird. Oh, if, they, yeah. if they just let them be weird together, <laughs> that, that, I would, yeah, I would pay money multiple times to see that. Yeah, that was a 
surprising movie too. I, that was another movie I saw with not seeing that many commercials leading up to it, and so it was a really good surprising movie. Like you said, Eddie Brock and that whole Venom, the dynamic mm-hmm. between them two. We talked about the dynamics in a lot of other movies, but between the the alien and the host, it was a lot of fun, and especially too because like Eddie Brock was like this, uh, you know, like he was this reporter that was like busting a lot of bad people, and he was trying to bust that, that one guy, and so it was cool, like you know, that he he ended up getting chosen. You know, usually. You don't see that too much. And it was a cool dynamic. For me, I like Ant-Man and the Wasp. I like how Ant-Man, speaking of different, I like how Ant-Man's a little bit different. It's kind of like, it's comical. He's a comical hero, but he's not comical to the point of Deadpool where it's like overkill. You know, I think Deadpool tries to, they don't try too hard to be funny, but they throw too many comical scenes in it. And it's just like, whoa, it's like overwhelmingly comical. Where Ant-Man is just kind of subtly in there, but he's trying to, and he's, you know, I mean, like he's a, just the whole Ant-Man story from the first one. He's an ex-con, and then they t- they choose him to be, you know, the, the man in the suit. And so, just how he gets into the power, I like the second one. And it kind of had a cool trailer, because the whole time I was thinking, like, I feel like this is going to be tied to Avengers Infinity War. Like, when is, you know... When is, snap gonna, when is Thor's snap going to come into play when in the movie? When does Thor's snap? Or uh, not Thor's, sorry. Thanos. <laughs> when does Thanos' snap come into play? And it does at the very end, at the end credits, and so it was kind of cool. But it kept you on your toes because I felt like it was coming the whole movie, mm-hmm. and it kind of leads you up to that. And at, right at the last end credits, you're like, oh. There we go. <laughs> Favorite movie with a plot twist? <sighs> Let's see. <laughs> Which one? Which one had a plot twist? Oh, I put I wrote that down. Uh, for me, that would be a simple favor, mm-hmm. probably. The, no, uh, yes, yeah, simple favor. Either a simple favor or uh, sorry to bother you. Mm. One of those That's, two. Yeah, it was mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, then I'll say a simple favor. Uh, no, sorry to bother you. Yeah. Sorry, simple favor. So, 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 yeah, sorry to bother you. That one was weird. Mm-hmm. It was different. I didn't expect that to happen. Well, I kind of did just because, again, they were talking about it, but I didn't know what was going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then when it happened, I don't know. I thought the weird thing was going to be like him doing his white voice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, white voice. Me too. That, then, that was the whole weird thing. Yeah. <laughs> but, that, but it was not. No. He had to do his horse voice. Yeah. yeah so, <laughs> spoiler alert. Uh, yeah, that one, that was, that, was, that was a twist. Yes, I remember watching that whole movie, and that was another one where the... I saw as many commercials as I could, but they did a good job advertising because they didn't show too mm-hmm. much in the commercials because they showed nothing about like the last forty-five minutes of the movie, like yeah. nothing about it. Yeah. I mean, they just show his rise kind of through, and, and and so it was cool to see that. It was all surprise. It was all like new to me, and yeah, I, I watched. I remember watching the movie and I liked it. I liked it. I liked it. And then the end happened, and it was, like the horse people, and I was just like, I left. I remember leaving that theater weird. I was just like, oh my god, like that was a weird movie, you know. And so did my friend, and we were just like. That was a very weird ending. But overall, the movie was really good. Just the plot twist was just kind of like, poof. And I, I remember when he started sipping the, uh, I don't know if it was tea or coffee, but he started sipping it, and I and he had, like, the horse name engraved in the plate. And I was just like, oh, shoot, like, he's going to, I thought it was going to happen, right? And then it kind of, it pushed it off for, like, another 10 minutes, and then it finally did happen, and you're like, oh, like, it kind of brought you back to that. So there was even like a little plot twist within the plot twist. Yeah. It was, it was fun. It was different. It, it, the tone, tone of the movie changed mm-hmm. because it was all bright and yeah. they're happening, talking, talking. And then all of a sudden you see a horse, a sad, sad horse in a bathroom. Yeah. I, I've been there. I can relate. <laughs> and, then, and yeah, it just threw you off. Yeah. But that, that one was, that was something. Mm-hmm. Very, very fun movie. So we can go right now into the, our top 10 movies of 2018. Just, compilation of different genres and different movies and some that we already talked about but 
Starting at number 10 for me, I gotta go Bumblebee. That was different from all the Transformer movies. I mean, I, I went in thinking it was gonna be another Transformer movie, and I was just like, all right, it's gonna be a lot of action, eh. But I liked how this one had kind of a little bit of backstory, and it was just a little bit more like, I don't say romance, but it kind of had like a bromance between the, the girl actor and uh, Bumblebee and his origins, and kind of how he loses his voice, and the whole like growing process. It was, it was a really nice, kind of like heartwarming movie. And it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of more fun than a lot of the other Transformer movies I've seen. I really want to watch it. It's one of the movies that I want to watch. And I haven't even seen it this year. But I was <laughs> looking forward to it because for that reason, it's mm-hmm. different. It's very I different. I was just tired of the Michael Bay. Yeah, too much Michael Bay. Just Bay, Bay, Bay everywhere. It was just explosions and just moving Towers so falling. Towers falling. And then, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the, the Transformers looked weird. They yeah. looked too robotic. They didn't look like their other vehicles. This song looked like a good one. And I haven't seen it, but it looks like it's it's like it's fun. It's uh, intelligible. You can see what's happening. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that one. My my tenth one. Oh, it's arguing. Uh, it's an honorary mention. I don't know. It's between two movies for me. One was fun. One was like a really good performance. Uh, let's say honorary mention is Venom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mine. Because that one was a good time. We yeah, it was. It. it was fun. But my t- number 10 is going to be A Star is Born. Okay. Because even though it's disappointing, because I wanted more, I still <laughs> I still hit that replay button on that that song and that trailer. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'm not going to sing right now. I'm not going to do that to your fans. <laughs> I don't want you to lose people. But that, the music was good in that movie. The performances were good. It was. It just felt long, actually. It did? My, my problem was that it felt long. Uh, if it would have been like a, like a tighter movie like just cut 15-20 minutes mm-hmm. we don't have to see a lot of it like, be all right. I know he's gonna drink I know, yeah. he's, I know he's drunk don't show me every single part Yeah, but that, that one was my, one of my top movies that was my number 10 that's funny too because I felt like this year there was a lot of movies that could have been extended longer like I thought Black Panther could have been longer I thought Avengers could have been a little bit longer. That's just me personally. Those were like four hours long. I know they were, but I, I would have been okay with them. You, you just wanted to see the Avengers one and the sorry, three and four together. That's what you wanted. No, but it, it seemed like some movies, and there's other movies that I can't think off the top of my head. I wanted them to be a little longer. And you're right, though. Like, I think Star is Born was a little too long. It could have been trimmed up. Um, moving on to number nine, that was Venom for me. Like, we, we already said we talked about this movie a lot, but it's just a really fun movie. I definitely recommend if you haven't watched it definitely go out and recommend and watch it yeah that one's a good time or rent it rent it if you have to it's mm-hmm. not even out in theaters anymore yeah so rent it mm-hmm. uh hereditary that one is my number nine because mm-hmm. you know, i did not expect to like it and i didn't like it so i was right but <laughs> now i like it it was, it was a good time good performances uh it makes you think you're not gonna like how you i don't know i i'm not gonna like how i feel if when i watch it because I, I already know that i didn't mm-hmm. um but you may not either but that one's a, it was worth watching. Mm-hmm. That, one's, that one's a good movie. I like that one then. I think the best movies are the ones that make you uncomfortable a little bit. Whether, like you said, they make you think or just kind of make you just uncomfortable in like a uncomfortable way. I feel, yeah. yeah but I feel uncomfortable enough as it is. Mm-hmm. I, don't, <laughs> I don't do more of that in my movies. I go to movies to escape. That's not, true, yeah. yeah. Not to remind me. But yeah, that one's that one a good one. The My number eight, it's going to be Ralph Breaks the Internet. I know I had Incredibles 2 as a my best animated movie, but I just think I liked Ralph Breaks the Internet a little bit more of the storyline. I thought it was a little bit more fun. Sorry, it, I'm, I'm like waving my arms crazily around here, but it wasn't when it wasn't your best animated movie. No, it wasn't. Right, but, but it was still a fun movie, and I I think maybe it's because I've seen that one more recently than Incredibles 2. I was talking to you with you before the broadcast that. I had to watch a lot of trailers to remind myself what exactly happened because I there were some movies I kind of forgot like what exactly happened. But Ralph Breaks the Internet, I saw that a month ago, 
and so it was just still fresh in my head and it was a lot of fun I think Disney and Pixar and those movies have been kind of hitting the nail on the head with these second and third movies like Toy Story 3 Monsters University Cars 3 they're kind of you know a lot of times like we say sequels are hard to make Mm -hmm. better than the originals but I think these are either on par or sometimes even better like I liked Monsters University more Cars 3 was really good that's sometimes relatable too with the older generations that the kids originally grew up with in the first Cars or the first you know Incredibles or the first etc etc the first Toy Story for example so I liked it I liked Ralph Rick's internet good message behind it okay yeah uh, for me, blind spotting was number mm-hmm. eight. I liked it. I didn't like it at first either. Yeah, I did. I was kind of thrown off by all the rapping. Mm-hmm. I remember. Well, yeah, when we left the theater, you didn't like it. I remember. I like, yeah, eh. I was like, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. Looking back, I like it because those movies that have, again, like with the, the all the racial tension that we have right mm-hmm. now, and just politically and like just the real world. Mm-hmm. You think I want to get away with that talking about how I want to not get into horror movies, but that one's like a real like horror that we're going through and that movie was it was lighthearted at times it was darker it was heavy mm-hmm. had some heavy moments and like what do you do with a friend that you've had for a while but it's yeah. just not good for you like how do you move on I life? think that's something that a lot of people can relate to whether you're from Oakland or the hood or even just a you know good neighborhood you, I think a lot of people struggle through that yeah yeah so that one gave me a lot to think about uh, so that that was a good movie I liked it the performances were great I really, like, uh, I'm blanking on him. David. David. Yeah, like, yeah David Dig. Yeah. So his performance was solid. His friend is a, a scene that I really like. Yeah, he, he, it was fun. It was fun. He's I like right. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> he was all right. Yeah. Definitely recommend you watch that movie. For moving on to number seven, I had Avengers Infinity War up there. This is where I was kind of torn. I, I thought I wanted to throw some other movie in the top ten list, but I, I think I had to uh, throw in Avengers Infinity War just because... There was a lot of action. One, I think if you're an action geek, you like that Marvel, or you'll like this movie. I think if you like any particular Marvel superhero, whether it's Guardians of the Galaxy, or Thor, or Hulk, or I think it kind of touches base on a lot of the heroes individually, and the problems that they face, maybe. And kind of throwing, also, but throwing them into the big mix as they interact with each other. So I thought it was cool how all the, you know, I thought it was just going to be like a big fight scene, but no, they kind of interacted with each other and they had their own problems and they're facing their different things. And they're jumping from scene to scene. I liked how, you know, half the battle is being fought in space, half the battle is being fought on Earth, and, you know, they don't meet each other until weird. And I love the interactions when they finally do meet, you know, whether it's Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy or um, Iron Man and Star-Lord and, you know what I mean? Like, just the, them meeting each other for the first time, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was fun. It was fun. Um, that one, yeah. It was uh, they had a lot to do, and it was a fun way to see like a, the culmination of the the, the, the peak of it, mm-hmm. but with like twenty movies, mm-hmm. they have, yeah. and it's crazy thing how they can just put them all together and meld it in a way that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though comics all the time, just this one is yeah, it was a good movie. I liked mm-hmm. it. It was fun. For me, uh, Green Book is my number oh, seven. Okay. I like Green Book. I liked it. I was looking forward to it. It's one of my most anticipated movies that I, of, of the year. Uh, when I found out about it, it's that again that uh, race relations that these, a lot of these movies are gonna have that same type of theme in there for mm-hmm. me. But it was good. It makes you feel good. Uh, so it's not just super sad the entire time. The performances are solid. Mahershal Ali. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Viggo Mortensen. It was it was a good movie. I like that one. Yeah, a lot of these movies that you have, I have them lower on my list. So I'll just kind of briefly mention them later. But like you said, Green Book. It was just very heartwarming. It was a lot of like you said that that duo between those two actors. It was really nice. Six for me was Bird Box. 
that just actually came out on December 23rd. And already in that short week that it's been out, I've seen so many people, so many memes about it, so many people have talked about it, whether it's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. It's just a huge movie that kind of really blew up, and obviously Netflix, a lot of people have it and are able to view it. But uh, I didn't you know, see any trailers about it. I just kind of turned it on because I saw people talking about it. And it was really fun. Sandra Bullock was really nice in that movie. And it was, you know, you can't see things. So, or uh, the actors can't see things, I mean. And so it was kind of cool. Like the whole dynamic is what are they looking at? What's And they never show you in the movie. I think that was one thing I was frustrated with the ending. Like you never see the demons that they're supposedly looking at and that make people, you know, spoiler alert, suicidal and drive people to suicide. But it was just kind of crazy that you never see it. So it kind of keeps you on your toes throughout the whole movie. And I guess that's why I was a little bit upset at the end because you're like still on your toes. You're like, wait, what happened? Like that was it? You know, like what, you know, lead me on, continue, keep going, you know. Maybe they'll drop a sequel or something. But I thought it was a very fun movie because it just kept you on the edge of your seats the whole entire, through, the whole way through. Okay. Uh, I want to watch that one. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for spoiling it, man. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you have to lose spoiler alert. I thought I'd watch more movies than you, but I wanted to watch that one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to watch it. I can't really say much about it. I want to watch it. Uh, number six for me, A Simple Favor. I, again, I had mixed feelings about that one when I was going into it. The trailers were kind of weird at first, but something about it just drew me in. So I watched it and it was fun. I was laughing during the movie. It has a twist. She has a, a twin that's an evil twin they're both evil mm -hmm. but that movie was a fun movie for me uh, it was a it was a yeah well, it was a solid one it was like a good time it's, I don't know how it, it was memorable too I didn't expect it to be memorable but I remember it still mm -hmm. so that one's gonna be my number six for five this was uh, I think we talked about it a little bit earlier but Black Klansman well, that was a movie directed by Spike Lee and another one that kind of dealt with the racial relations it was a movie that based on a true story that took place in, I think it was the 80s, you know, this Denver cop trying to bust the KKK as a, you know, pretending to be a white man, and then he has to have a, you know, another detective go undercover for him as using his name. And so the whole dynamic was pretty cool because it was, it again, it shows the realness of like the different racial relations. I mean, there's a lot of racial relations now, but just the racial tension between the two races back in the 80s was even more. So, you know, Spike Lee touches on that as well. and. You know, talking about the KKK is, KKK is never a sensitive subject. It's never going to be easy. But I thought they did it well. And it was kind of cool to see the back and forth between the two sides. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, definitely one of my top movies of the year. Mm -hmm. I liked it. I was, I was looking forward to it a lot, too. Mm -hmm. Just the way it was advertised. Yeah, the commercial made it really fun. Yeah, the trailer was solid. The ending, though, that got me. Yeah. Uh, for movies that I say that I want them to like make me feel, this one makes me feel. Mm -hmm. At the end, just the... The clips that they have of they're recent too. Yeah, of oh, riots yes. and of just of people getting uh, run over by cars just because they're trying to voice their opinion. Their opinion of like wanting there to be less uh, racism. Mm -hmm. Oh, I left it. I left the movie. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to sit down for a little bit longer. I, yeah. yeah, that one was tough. It was tough to see because that's still happening. Yeah, um, I think they did the similarities between like uh, what's happening then and yeah, the clan leader. I forgot his name. It's I forgot the clan's leader name, but they talk. They have like old footage of the clan leader talking, and then Donald Trump's speeches, and sometimes you have uh, simi similar similar uh, words, similar verbiage that they're using, and they're talking about similar things. Yeah, it's a lot and of so hate it's kind rhetoric. Of, mm -hmm, so it's a lot of hate rhetoric, and not even just Donald Trump, but some of the other, like you said, at protests, people were like fighting each other and hitting people with cars. It was kind of nasty, mm -hmm. very nasty, but very real. Yeah, it's inflammatory. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just. It, 
uh, yeah, it's the things that are going on. I don't know. I don't know. That's a different podcast. But yeah, that one was a solid one. Uh, for me, the fifth one would be Eighth Grade. You haven't seen this movie? It's like a, that little movie that could. It's it's a good one. So it's this little girl who's in eighth grade, and it's just it's such an awkward time. Mm-hmm. And then you can see it just makes you feel uncomfortable and awkward, but not like in a ah this is uncomfortable. It's just like a this is just like an awkward movie mm-hmm. about being in eighth grade, and you can actually like empathize with her um, from the stop ruining my life, mom and dad, to the everything, uh, and then even just how women have to deal with uh, sexual advances it's from so early on how comfortable that could be yeah. oh, the part of this movie just it's made, it just made me stop <laughs> uh, there's a scene uh, where she's with this one boy that's driving her home after every other person's been dropped off mm-hmm. and he just pulls the car over goes to the back and the whole time I'm just like saying no I'm just saying no 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 the entire time it just makes me so uncomfortable yeah. especially because I have a sister I have a younger sister I'm like ah oh, it just makes me think about the kind of things I deal with but this was one of the, yeah one of the top movies for me. It's eighth grade, mm-hmm. good movie. Dang, it sounds good. I want to check it out. Now. Yeah, but directed by Bo Burnham. I love his comedy. He's a fun comedian, musical comedian, and it's a good movie. He really got into the mindset of an eighth grader. Mm-hmm. For number four, for me, I had the Hate You Give. That was one we talked about earlier as well. A lot of good performances by the actors in that. But like you said, it kind of touched on you know it was a friend and she loses her friend. Or it's a little girl and she loses her friend in a shooting by a policeman and you know the police want her to shut up the media kind of wants her to shut up and you know but her community wants to speak out about it you know and it talks about i thought there was a lot of similarities between you know at least the riot scenes like in ferguson and stuff like that what happened a few years back and so i thought there was a lot of similarities to things that happen in real world day and real world scenarios and so i thought it was really cool to see both sides of it because you do see she's you know she's living in a kind of like a ghetto neighborhood but she goes to school in a rich neighborhood, or she goes to a rich high school, a private school. And so she has kind of her foot dipped in both worlds, you know what I mean? And she has her friends kind of supporting the Blue Lives Matter at high school, but then she has her friends in her community telling her to speak out and that Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. So like you said, you get to see both sides because sometimes movies are one-sided, but I liked how they showed both sides and the conflict and why they don't see eye to eye because there's different mindsets in each community. So that was fun. Yeah, makes you think about both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely leaning in towards one, but it makes you think about both. That one was a, a really good movie. Also, one that made me feel a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just yeah the just the dichotomy of what's happening. Like each side is, has valid reasons. And yeah, valid exactly. Points, but sometimes you can just be biased and think only about one. But that's mm-hmm. part of the problem. Yeah, we're still just opposed and uh, um, polarized. It yeah, it's tough. Yeah, but that one was. It's all performances throughout the ending. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the ending got to me. Yeah, I'll talk about it a little later. But that one was a good movie as well. I've been saying it's a good movie a lot, but these are top ten, so they should all be good movies, <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> number four for me, and I wanted it to be higher. Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> yeah, you like that movie. I like that movie. I like that trailer. I think it's probably my favorite. If that trailer was a movie, it would still be on my top ten. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if that trailer were a movie. Yeah. It was a good movie. It was just fun. It was action. It was. There was it was lacking substance, mm-hmm. I think. So that's probably why it's not higher on my list. But just how excited it had me. It's like I just it's like it was like a, a Red Bull, mm. a running Red Bull is what that movie was, <laughs> and I liked it. Uh, so Tom Cruise in it. I, I like Tom Cruise. He's charismatic. He's like an action star. And then again, the mustache. 
that, that one and just so much leading up to the movie and then mm-hmm. watching the movie and I like that movie a lot it was, it was a good time and I, I finally no more trailers I wish there were more trailers now but there's no more trailers before movies but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I want to keep poking people telling them how excited I am to watch this movie <laughs> yeah. number three for me and this was lower on your list but higher on mine A Star is Born that one was really I think that hit home for me a lot because I have family members that face similar sex, uh, situation all across my family I think a lot of um, people do but we don't like to talk about it it's kind of it's one of those alcoholism is one of those diseases that kind of gets swept under the rug a lot and people don't see it as serious as a disease maybe like per se diabetes or cancer or something like that but it's a real problem and it can lead to a lot of different things alcoholism can lead to depression I, the movie talks about it and so I thought it was very relatable because it hit home to a lot of you know going to the from going to the AA meetings you know from Lady Gaga's and her scenario to the brother and how he has to constantly deal with it you know, he was telling you know the wife or Lady Gaga's character to be careful, and there's that whole dynamic between it. But he was, you know, at the end of the day too, he was also like a country music star, and he's well liked by a lot of people in the music industry. But he's still battling his own demons, and I, I thought it was cool. It hit home. I liked it. And that's why it's number three for me. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, yeah. I think a lot of people can relate to the alcoholism aspect of it and how it affects the people around you, the people mm-hmm. you love. And it's crazy how oh this person has everything they have uh, this and they they're still not right happy. yeah still stuff going on yeah so that was that was a good movie I'm glad I put it on my top ten uh, number three for me you had a little lower the hate you give mm-hmm. that one that one was that one was a movie uh, <laughs> yeah, that one again the, a lot of these movies are again similar themes to the, but that's what's resonating with me right now um, but the hate you give and the family anything that has to do with family is really to, good for me. I'm just a big family person. This one, how they have to deal with uh, seeing their dad getting like frisked by police, mm-hmm. seeing her friend get shot, and then the end where spoiler, if you, if you want to see the movie, I don't want to ruin it for you, <laughs> but you know what it's about. Uh, when the 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 little brother, yeah, Mister Little Sunshine kid. Uh, when he has a gun and then oh I yeah. was I was balling that was scary oh, that was scary I <laughs> yeah. knew it wasn't going to happen and, <laughs> yeah. and it wasn't real but it felt like it was yeah. and that's the kind of thing they get to worry about mm-hmm. with like the way guns are and the, ah that, mm-hmm. that movie I like that movie yeah I don't watch it again there was a scene actually in Blind Spotting we didn't even get to talk about that too but where the kid grabbed the gun and it was just like yeah you know just super scary yeah it's terrifying and it's, yeah it's sort of those moments where you just want to look away because you yeah. don't know what's going to happen I grabbed the person next to me <laughs> hey yeah, yeah. Number two for me was Green Book. We've talked about this movie a lot, but I just really love the dynamic. You know, at that time, you know, blacks weren't liked, and he was going to the South, and there was a lot of racial tension with him. But then his Italian chauffeur, there was a lot of tension, racial tensions with him as well. You saw it, and that he faced. You know, he thought kind of maybe he was facing his own. Like basically, kind of both brought both their battles to home. And I like that scene in the rain where he's the Mahersha Ali's character. Uh, I forgot his name, but the doctor, the mm-hmm. pianist, yes, the doctor. Uh, he's in the rain. He's like, I'm not, you know, I can't. I'm not black enough for my fellow blacks, and I'm not white. I'll never be white enough for the whites that I perform for. So what am I, you know? And he's. I think that's a problem that a lot of not only people of the black ethnicity, but a lot of people of every ethnicity that are kind of half, whether you're half Mexican American or Asian American, you know, sometimes you kind of get that. You know, you're you're not accepted by one culture, and you're not accepted by the mainstream of American culture. So you kind of you're kind of cut, cut in between and you're not accepted really by both. Yeah. I think that's a really relatable. Yeah, where do you belong? Mm-hmm. And why do you have to belong? Mm-hmm. Why, do you have to, why do you have to like dis- define yourself and become part of a category? But it's just, yeah, that one was a good movie. I like that one too. Uh, number two for me, 
Paddington 2. Oh, I love that bear. Oh, that's a, that's, a, that's a cute little bear. That movie, Paddington 1 was amazing. I mm-hmm. just ran about Paddington 1 for a little bit. Uh, but Paddington 2, I liked it. It was it was just a fun time. I was smiling the entire you know, the entire movie. My mom likes the movie. My girlfriend likes the Paddington. We gave her a Paddington like mug for Christmas. Wow, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Makes me want to eat some marmalade. I don't even like marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the little bear that could. I don't like that bear. It's a cute bear. He has a coat on. Mm-hmm. Ah, I think I just like merchandise. Um, but <laughs> yeah, I like Paddington. It was it was fun. It was I, I liked the first one better, but everybody's telling me that they like the second one better. But it's uh, it's it's a concise movie. It hits its points that it needs to hit, and it's just like a a bear in the world experiencing things. Mm-hmm. Like a hijinks ensue after he goes he goes to jail. He serves his nickel. Uh, he's in there. He makes marmalade in jail. Wow. Uh, yeah. No, that's a, it's an adventure. It's huh? an adventure. It's a good movie. I like it. Yeah. This is uh, this is one of my top movies. It technically got released in 2017 in England and part of the rest of the world but in the US it was January 12th so I'm okay. sticking to it it is a 2018 movie very it's like nice. one of the first movies that I saw in the year yeah, and it's still nice. high yeah Panton 2 and then my number one is a movie we haven't talked about all podcasts so I'm glad we get to talk about it at the end Ready Player One by Steven Spielberg I yeah I know I know I see your reaction <laughs> what that was a really fun movie for me I you know the whole game aspect you just thought it was going to be kind of a cool action movie that was a movie I, I saw with you okay. and I didn't see any trailer before but you just hey let's go watch it and I was like alright yeah. sure why not Steven Spielberg I knew the actor or I knew the director didn't know much about the actors didn't know much about the movie I didn't even know it was a book until after but nonetheless didn't know much about the movie going into it and it was just a lot of fun because you just felt like it was going to be an action movie but there was kind of like a message behind it and you know the whole dynamic between the bad guys trying to get the possession of the game because the, the owner dies and he leaves a little easter egg and basically whoever gets the easter egg owns the company owns the video game and I like how at the end when the main character finally does get it and with the help of his friends obviously too is like a community that helped him get it he does do that thing where it's like on two days of the week right that the video game can't be played and I like that I wish that was like a rule in today's society where like two days of the week like just no technology we just like because everyone's on their phones now everyone's playing video games Fortnite's huge Netflix is huge TV exactly making podcasts <laughs> is huge it, but seriously I think two days I think we could really maybe we start with one day or half a day but I think we could really benefit from taking a break from technology mm-hmm. for one point of the week whether it's a you know like a certain amount of time and I like that idea at the end of the movie and Ready Player One Okay, that was your favorite movie. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, I didn't hate it. People were bashing on it, like it was too many things were going on, but it was a fun movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I see that. Were you planning on watching it? No, I wasn't. No? That's the okay. thing, too. I wasn't You're planning. welcome. I didn't even hear about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that one was a... Ooh, did I not put... I had to put Sorry to Bother You on my list. Mm. That was on there. You said it, right? Yeah. Okay, so there, that counts. That's, that's both of ours. <laughs> um, Black Klansman. That one was my number one. Yeah, yeah, I'm sticking to it. Uh, Black Klansman. It was. It had everything I needed. It had some comedic moments. It had the guy from Ballers. Mm. Knew the guy from Ballers. Uh, it had it had Eric Foreman from that '70s show, the actor who plays Eric Foreman. Eric Foreman. Oh yeah, him. Yeah. He was. As very, a clan leader. He was a clan. He was the clan leader. Yeah, he was the clan leader. <laughs> he was the clan. He, <laughs> he was Mr. KKK. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I just expected him to get high sometime during that movie, and it did mm-hmm. not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that yeah, it was uh, it was something. Um, 
the end again I think I don't know if it's just the end but the, the whole movie was good and it was just tying back to what's happening now and it was well directed by Spike Lee Asian don't like Spike Lee movies mm -hmm. but this one was a good movie things were happening uh, all the performances were all good and I did like the dynamic that the cop that was undercover going under as Ron Sawworth the white guy he was Jewish mm -hmm. and I remember there was that whole dynamic yeah. that he had to say certain things that he had to hate his own kind uh -huh. Um, he was raised Jewish. He wasn't like a you know a very practicing no. Jewish. And he didn't necessarily like tied to. It. He didn't wasn't tied to like oh well you're he was like he was kind of like keeping himself deferred from this like okay this is not my battle but hey yeah it is they don't like you either. Mm -hmm. um, but he just didn't and, associate with it. Oh yeah that it was a, it was layered. It mm -hmm. was a good movie. It had, yeah, had a lot of layers. Had a lot of layers. Had a lot of layers. And then yeah no that that was that was my best movie. Yep, like it. Any movies in 2019 that you're most looking forward to? Oh yeah, The Joker. The Joker. The All right, Joker. That's right. I am excited for that one. the The trailer had me going for it. It's one of my top played songs of the year now. <laughs> um, <laughs> laughing by the Guess Who. Uh, yeah, that that one. I'm. Just, it just it's just weird. It's just mm -hmm. so weird. They have uh, Robert De Niro in it. Fucking <laughs> Phoenix playing the Joker. It was. It's directed by I don't know who is directed by. But, oh, Todd Glass, mm. I think it is. But he did The Hangover. Like he, he was directing like comedies, like mm. a little, little darker comedies. But what's what's this movie gonna be? So yeah, The Joker is one of them for me. And then uh, Avengers two. Okay. I'm prepped for that one. Like I just wanted to something to explode. The End Game. Yeah, the End yeah. Game. Like what's gonna happen? That one I've been preparing for for years and years. And, mm -hmm. I think everyone has. Yeah. yeah. What is gonna happen? Shazam. Oh, that Shazam. was probably one of my top ones. Yeah, Shazam. It just seems fun. Yeah, it does seem like it a fun like one. A good time. Yeah, yeah, kind of like I liked Venom. That was a good time. It was just like weird, different. It was a good time. <laughs> I think that's what Shazam will be. Yeah, Aquaman is probably gonna be different and a good time. I kind of want to watch Aquaman and then Shazam. I really want to watch Shazam. Mm -hmm. It's just like Zachary Levi just having fun in like a, a SpongeBob inflatable arm suit. <laughs> <laughs> SpongeBob. <Yeah. laughs> that's a good comparison. That's what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. Just to kind of defer from yours because there's some similarities in, in both of ours, but Captain Marvel, I think. At the end of Infinity War, if you saw the end credits, you see that you know Samuel L. Jackson before he fades out, he disintegrates. He pages Captain Marvel, so I think you know she plays a big importance in the whole Avengers and the Marvel universe. And as far as bringing, it's gonna be before the End Game, so you kind of it's gonna lead into that movie and you kind of see her dynamic and where she fits in and kind of like coming to save the day, I guess essentially, right? And then Us by Jordan Peele. That's one that it came out on Christmas Eve. The commercial, right? The trailer yeah. came out on Christmas Eve. That's, that's one of my top ones too. Yeah, I'll let you speak for it. And it was just, it was incredible. Like I think everyone was kind of blown away by it because it's very different from Get Out, but at the same time, it has a lot of like dark, darkness that Jordan Peele and Jordan Peele. To, I like his creativity that he's mm -hmm. coming up with original ideas because I think a lot of times in movies nowadays we see a lot of things being remade, whether it's off a book or just movies recycled through. Um, I think it's really cool that Jordan Peele is creating his own stuff, and that's a movie that I'm going to be really looking forward to. Yeah, yeah. Anything by Jordan Peele, I'm going to watch. Take my money, Jordan Peele. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. He is just a, he's a different type of like a creator now mm -hmm. uh, than anything that we're seeing. Up and coming. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm ready for it. Noah Alvarez here. Hope you enjoyed the conversation of the best movies in 2018. And 
there was a lot of movies that we probably didn't mention in there, but we hadn't seen all of them as we addressed that point. Nonetheless, a friendly reminder, we are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud, so be sure to like, share, follow us, and subscribe when you get the chance. Also, leave us a review. That's very helpful in helping new listeners get a grip on what our podcast is all about. Again, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year to all the listeners out there. I'm Noah Alvarez, signing off.